This is Radio Free Pro Wrestling, the home of smart and stunning wrestling takes, with your hosts David the Smart Mark and stunning Sean Burkhead. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the month of May, the stunning month of May, the birth month of the stunning one, and yes, we are ready for you for first wrestling. I'm joined by my co-host David the Smart Mark. David, are you ready for WrestleMania Backlash? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> they don't get it, do they? They really don't. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to talk about this as the show goes on. But it's hardly, it's not at the top of my wrestling list at the moment. It's fair to say. Hey, I got a new name for this pay-per-view. They should call it WrestleMania. Rinse, repeat, and wash. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm sure we're going to discuss that at length. Well, it's your chance for glory as you try to regain the Churchill Cup. Let's just go ahead and dive into the news so we can get to the main event. This is your Radio Free Pro Wrestling Control Center. All the wrestling news you need to know. Okay, David, first story. If you kind of took a day off on Friday, you would have lost the fact that NST 2.0 lost basically 10 people. Out of the 10, three are kind of important because Matt Bidham, Dakota Kai, and Joe Gacy's backup, Bro, is all let go from WWE as there have been a massive amount of releases from NST 2.0. Did any of these releases surprise you? Dakota Kai, to be honest, was the one that surprised me more than anyone. Um, I'm not a fan, I've made that perfectly clear, of her NXT product. I used to quite enjoy her in pro wrestling and on the indies, but um, I'm not a fan of her NXT work, but I am surprised at her being released. I really, really am. There were, there was, I think there's seven or eight of them that it doesn't make a blind bit of difference, really. So it doesn't affect her impact anyone. But it's just part... It's, it's, it's now not a shock. It's the norm with the WWE. That's the big thing for me. When all the dirt sheet writers have announced that there's going to be cuts coming up, you're not surprised. You're not surprised at any name anymore. You know, after Joe, William Regal, etc. I mean, they were hardly surprised. You know, they were hardly impacts on your wrestling life. Um, so Dakota Kai, yeah, Dakota Kai really was the only one that I, I sort of half glanced at and went, really? Oh, hey, the other one that kind of got me taken by surprise was Malcolm Venom because this past week's episode of NST 2.0, they started the storyline where they were going to break up the diamond mine, and now, poof, he's gone. And another storyline that kind of goes, poof, and it's gone, is that love square that they had with Desert Loomis, the Australian, the other Australian guy, and uh, Persia, and they, like, half of that group is gone now. So you basically got um, Annie Hartwell's the last one of that group's left, with uh, Duke Hudson being the other guy that's left in that storyline. So you have, like, one half of a couple, another half of a couple. So I guess we get to see that storyline just poof and thin air, too. Yeah, I mean, most people reacted with um, surprise at Dexter Loomis going. Um, let's face it, Sam Shaw, bless him, has got a history of being let go at strange, you know, at strange times and places. So I think out of all of them, Sam Shaw, Dexter Loomis will find work. I don't know whether he'll be allowed, to, what gimmick he'll be allowed to use. Exactly, because really his NSC 2.0. Yeah, I mean, is he going to carry on? Because he carried on with that, that the Stalker character from Impact to NXT style, you know, yeah. um, and then they turned it round in NXT. So, you know, who knows? He might come back as Sam Shorey. Exactly. Now, did he enjoy his Impact version or his NXT version of his character better? Good question. 
Really good question, Sean. Overall, I'm going to say the latter half of his NXT run. I enjoyed the most, I think, and that's why I think he'll get work. Yeah, I feel like he was finally coming into his own in his new Dr. Loomis character, mm. and I felt like the fans were getting around him, so it's yeah. kind of interesting to see him let go. Now, it's probably because of his age and how long he's been in NXT is the only factors for this, because you look at the guy, you think like Vince McMahon would be like, okay, he's like Austin Fury. Well, he's a monster as well. He's a big lad. He's put together. Um, he's got a look. What you do with it, can you do with it? It's like, is it going to be one-dimensional? I mean, I've got that fear over my favourite man of the moment, Dan Housen, at the moment, but I might come on to that later on. But, yeah, that although Dakota Kai I found more surprising, I wasn't surprised at um, Loomis going. I think he still will find work. Exactly. Parker... Bordeaux was the one that really kind of shook my head, too, because they seemed like they were one to be behind him. But if you kept reading some stories from different sources like Wrestling Server, Cotaholic, it seems like he kind of has some questionable work ethic, personality issues, and they decided to cut bait with him. Yeah, I mean, it, it, bear in mind, we, we sometimes forget that NXT is development um, and always has been, even though we've had some very big names in the past in NXT. You, you only have to get that rep. I don't think you necessarily have to have a bad attitude. You just have to get that rep for having one, and then your days are numbered. Okay, David. So our second story of the week comes from Colt Holland. As reportedly, Impact is finishing up with Willie Mack because basically his contract came in 2023 would have made him like a six-figure contract. So according to the story, if they use Willie Mack from here on out, it might be per date use. It's no loss to me. Um, I'm not a fan. He'll get gigs in pro in in PWG and such like. I can't see AEW touching him. So and certainly not for six figures. Um, so no, no loss for me. I'm afraid. Sounds a bit harsh, but you know, it's, I never ever wanted to see Willie Mack on my TV, and nor did I get excited when Willie Mack was announced. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm afraid. See, I enjoyed it when he was in Lucha Underground. And I have seen a little bit of his work in Impact, and like you said, it's kind of like blah. And I'm not really enjoying his character at the moment. But I can see Impact trying to be like, we got to tighten the purse strings here. They've been doing it for years now. So to get out of that yeah. contract when they could, probably was a smart move on their part. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah you, you, I tell you what, you've hit the nail on the head there, Sean. Um, yeah, Impact are very experienced in tightening the purse strings because they've always have to. And to be fair to Impact at the moment, particularly after coming off Rebellion, the product isn't as awful as it has been recently. There were re- seem to be reasonable numbers in the Rebellion pay-per-view live. Um, and if not, they seated them very well, so they got some noise and response out of them. And the Rebellion pay-per-view itself wasn't too bad. Um, so, yeah, I-, I can see why they've got rid of Willie McAfee, because I certainly wouldn't be paying him six figures. Okay, David. Third and final story of the week. Last week on Radio Free Professional Wrestling, we were talking about this dream match that we were trying to put Kenny Omega in. It looks like Kenny Omega might not make the Forbidden Door pay-per-view as he has had hernia surgery this is end of this month. So depending on how long his recovery is going to be, he may be pushing it if he gets back to Forbidden Door. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a bit of a shock and a bit of a shame because obviously with Kenny's association with New Japan, I'm sure it would be a show he would be hugely desperate to get on. 
Um, and it would have been a perfect one, as I said, I think I said last week, to make his in-ring comeback. Um, hey, we'll wait and see. Let's just hope the surgery is successful and he recovers. Because, obviously, we've not seen him in a ring now for a while. He's got well-documented injury issues, this being a new one. And, you know, whether you're a fan of Kenny Omega or not... You want to see you want to see him before you know he, he's he's part and parcel of the upper echelon of AEW. So I you know I don't want to see him out. Exactly. We wish Kitty Omega a speedy recovery, and we want to see him in the ring in the near future. And that has been your Radio Free Control Center. Let's slide over to the Sunny Six questions because there's some things that happened this week that we need to talk about. It's time for the Stunning Six Questions. All of the whys and what have they done now? Hopefully, Sean and David can make sense of it. Okay, David, I want to start off with probably the one thing that you want to talk about this week. Are you ready for Hookhausen? No. Um, I've ju- ironically, this morning, as we record, I watched Rampage. I caught up with Rampage and I was dreading the segment, to be honest. Um, and you can now see where they're going with it, thank God. And at least it isn't to put Hook versus Dan House, and they're going to um, bring in a separate faction and probably have them team up, um, which I think is the way forward, because they're both fan favourites. And the crowd showed this in the initial start of that segment. I think they've got to be very, very careful with Dan, and also the way they go with this, so not to bury Hook, because Hook is a star, an absolute star. So the crowd were chanting Hookhausen, so the crowd won it. And bear in mind, this is a tired Rampage crowd off Dynamite. So we'll see. They've still bought themselves some time. I thought Hook and Tony... I'd like to see Hook versus Tony Nice with no interference, having seen that Dynamite... Uh, the, the Rampage, excuse me, segment this week. I really do want to see... Um, Tony Nice has been on the... Well, I don't want to make false allegations, but Tony Nice has gained some muscle. Let's just put it like that. He must have an excellent gym, <laughs> but boy, does he look big. David, he must be hanging out with Pac and working on Pac's workout plan because dude is <laughs> yeah. jacked. He look, yeah, yeah, good, good analogy, Sean. He looks very, very similar in build to Pac now, and he never used to look like that in his wrestling career. Now, with you, I want them to be very careful with Hook because, like you said, Hook is one of those pillars that you can build for the future, and he could be a main event star. And I mean, I like Dan Housen. Not, not as much as you, but Dan Housen has a certain ceiling that he can go to. Then it's kind of like you don't want to put Hook to that same level because you want to push Hook to the moon, probably. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I am a fan house, and I'll freely admit it. But I also know, in looking at his character, that he exactly as you've just said, he's got a limit, and Hook's limit is way, way above Dan's. There's no two ways about it. Um, so yeah, I, I I agree with all of that. Um, I, you know, I, I get what I lo- I get what I need out of Dan House, and he makes me chuckle. Um, and he just does. It's it's almost he could have been, he could be he could be a British comedy character. Um, and that's how I look at it. I don't see it in any other way. I think that this will be a quick, easy one, and then they'll push Hook, and they can leave Dan in the slot he is working with best friends as a background character. Okay, the only thing I fear is they may keep these guys together and try to put the AEW tag team titles on them. They don't need to do that whatsoever. Now, I, 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 I think you're being overly pessimistic there, mate. Um, with the current strength of 
the tag team division, you've got the Blackpool Combat Club, which they've got two of the biggest stars of the company team together, and obviously then one of the, the, the potential youngsters of the year. You've got Red Dragon, you've got the you've still got the Bucks, even though the Bucks seem to have relegated themselves to Rampage and Dark at the moment, which I don't quite know what to make of it. FTR, although FTR provided possibly my match of the year last two or three years this week but I'll, I'm going to go on to talk about that when I get the opportunity so no I don't think that they I, I think they'll team them yeah I, I think that's obvious because the crowd the crowd wants it and Tony does seem to listen to the crowd or take notice of it but no I don't think that they're going to be challenging for the tag team titles anytime soon okay steady question number two since you're talking about one of the best matches I have seen this year should the match between the two members of FTR been a round three match of the Owen tournament instead of being a play-in match? Oh, good question. Really good question. I hadn't even thought of it like that. I just knew that when they announced it, it was like, oh, I'm not sure about this. But I needn't have been worried because the match itself was magnificent. It was a fantastic... The the nods, the particularly to Owen Hart, to Bret Hart... To Brett, some of Brett's classic matches. Mate, they make no secret, you know, they 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 grew up learning the hard way. I thought it was fantastic, and they played played. They ended it how it should have been ended, and they got it spot on. It's easily one of the best matches I've seen this year. It might even be one of the best matches I've seen for the last three years, three or four years. If you haven't seen this yet, it opens dynamite. It is a fun. Fantastic! It is a wrestling match. It is a proper wrestling match with a story. They tell a brilliant story in, in, in the match. I cannot praise. And Meltzer gave it four and a quarter stars when he's given some complete pish five and six stars recently. Um, I don't get that, but Uncle Dave has lost the plot recent, in recent times. Um, it is a fantastic pro wrestling match with a story wrestling moves go watch it okay studying question number three since you're talking about dave Meltzer for a second have you seen the twitter combat between kenny omega and disco inferno how <laughs> actually i have and to be fair disco got owned burned whatever you want to call it wherever you're from some of the phrases that happened to disco i can't repeat because you get the swear jar out but yeah the, the comments it was based around comments for stardom and um some of the ladies divisions and to be fair i think kenny's comment that half the stardom uh, the stardom roster worked better than disco ever did at his peak i i, I was like i know Fair play, Kenny, because Disco was out of order. I mean, I'm not a fan of a lot of women's wrestling, but I will also give it fair dues to some of the, um, you know, one of my favourite all-time wrestlers will always be Kaylee Ray. Uh, so, you know, I, I balance it up a little bit. But, yeah, Disco was out of order. He was just being Glenn Gilbert. He was just trying to, you know, drag himself some, some social media attention, and he got absolutely crucified, and deservedly so. Exactly. I feel like he is so stuck in a way of professional wrestling, like the way that he was taught, or 
from the 90s when he was in WCW and he feels like that was the peak of professional wrestling and we can never get back there. Kenny Omega basically gave him a virtual one-wing angel. <laughs> yeah, he did. I mean, people say that about Cornette, but to, to Cornette's due, when he sees something he likes, he will give it praise, even if it's people he doesn't like. As has proven recently, it's, it's well documented, he cannot stomach the Young Bucks, but he praised... The Young Bucks versus FTR recently on Dynamite, and in he genuinely did. He said, "Hell's frozen over," you know, and 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 if he can do it, and he really is set in his ways. I'm a fan of Cornette. I make no bones about it, but I'll freely admit that the bloke is set in his ways. If he can admit it, Gilbert is just looking for he's just looking for social media attention, and that's sometimes the difference between him and people like Jim. Exactly. I mean, I prefer Conan way more than on their podcast yeah conan could do a solo podcast i would rather listen to conan talk about mexican wrestling and his life instead of having um the digital infernal being his sidekick yeah i agree with i i couldn't agree with that more standing question number four of the week we're going back to the end of aw dynamite because the beginning was amazing but what the heck are they doing with the tnt title yeah there's a bit of hot shotting going on there isn't there um I think that that's down to the fact that they've had to suddenly heel turn Sammy because the crowd have turned on him because of the relationship with Tay and and it's backfired on them a little bit. So I think they probably intended to do it anyway, but I think it's been brought forward. That's my gut feeling and just on watching it. So I think that that's where it comes from, Sean. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we're not behind the scenes, but, the, you know, the crowd have turned on Sammy, I think, quicker than expected. I agree with you, David. Now, the thing with me is, if I remember right, a couple of weeks ago when I did a solo episode, I was talking about how they were hot-shotting this title around yep. and how Sammy yep. was already a three-time champion. We had two three-time champions. David, yep. we're two-thirds away from having three three-time champions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right, mate. Um, you And you did. You nailed it. You absolutely nailed um, almost Sean the Soothsayer, shall we say. Yeah, it's they've got to be careful. They really have, because in theory, after the tag team titles, this is their premier backup singles title, you know, so they've got to be careful. They don't want to make it worthless. They don't want to turn it into an intercontinental championship as it is now, because, um, you know, you need to make, it will be a big difference with AEW if they can make their secondary title a, you know, a prestigious one. Well, David, I was listening to Bully Ray talk about this issue, like, earlier this week, and he was talking about how he would want the TNT title be defended every week on a show, and he didn't mind the flip-flop of the title. And I can I can see his argument. I feel like there should be a title defended on your TV show every week. So if they want to make a TV title, that's cool, but this title that was introduced between Cody and Brody Lee was basically their inter- intercontinental title. I feel like it should be the workhorse title, and he shouldn't be flip-flopping it every other week. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, there's enough titles now. Now, like they did with Rampage, where they had the Ring of Honor TV title um, defended, which was perfectly acceptable. You know, it was a decent, a, a, a big match, a decent match, say, with um, Joe and Trent. Um, there's enough titles on there to have titles on the title matches on your TV show. I get that point from Bully Ray, but I agree with you principally about you've got to make your secondary singles title prestigious. And the example I would give to that is the Intercontinental Championship, the way they've worked that. Um, the way WWE have made that worthless. Okay, so we're going to leave this question to further debate 
as we go over to stunning question number five for the week. David, are you ready to see two women matches coming up in the near future? We got Diana Ferrazzo versus Martina Martinez, and we're going to probably have Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deep. These should be two of the best professional wrestling matches of the year. Having seen Ducks and Cash this week, that's a bit of a bold claim. However, am I looking forward to them? Yes, I am. Particularly the latter of D, Dweeb and uh, Deeb and um, Thunder Rosa, because I'm a big fan of both ladies, both those ladies. But yeah, I'm also looking forward to the first one on Impact. Um, I, yeah, can't wait for that. Yeah, uh, and, and there's a prime example. Four good ladies, put them together, don't have the botching, um, don't have the, you know, don't have the amateur stuff in there, and you can still have good female wrestling on your TV programme. Now, here's my question for you. Do you think Dion Ferrazzo wins that match between Martinez? Or do you think Martinez yeah. will become the new unified Reno no. Honor Women's Champion? I think Ferrazzo's got to retain. It's too early for that to be exchanged. There's got to be a longer chase. For me, again, we've been talking hot shine. I think that, you know... I think the title stays with Diana. Okay, David. Sixth and final stunning question of the week. AEW may be in a little bit of trouble if they look at their TV partner as it got bought into Discovery Network. Discovery is another massive cable group here in the United States, and they have completed their merger with Time Warner, and we could be seeing a WCW kind of issue with AEW because their contract runs out 2023 with TNT. Okay, um... That's something that, um, I'll be honest, I hadn't picked up on because obviously we don't sort of like, we've got to dig really deep for that sort of stuff here in the UK. But just on first thoughts from what you've said, I think Tony has proven so far that he is very, very persuasive. Now, what would worry me, um, which is what I know, is that the numbers have dwindled a little bit recently. And about eight weeks, eight to ten weeks ago, Dynamite was must-see and pulling in good numbers. And the standard has dropped a little bit. They have big matches. I'm, I'm thinking back to the Punk MJF trade-off, where it was essential wrestling watching. It's not at the moment, and I think that, 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 that they need to keep an eye on that. Don't get me wrong, Dynamite is still one of the best wrestling shows on television every single week. And I even enjoyed this week's Rampage, which traditionally I haven't really, really bothered with or cared for. So they've got to get the product right. Obviously, the politics of the particular TV groups... And we are aware of discovery over here in the in the UK. Um, our version, if you like, of cable now comes to a company called Sky, and you can have every streaming service under the sun as long as you've got a smart TV, which I think most, without sounding snobbish, a lot of people have these days. You can get pretty much anything. As I say, on most of my TVs, I've got the Fight Channel, so my Fight subscriptions I can get. So, as a wrestling fan, I'm well catered for. Obviously, the TBS and TNT politics issues with Discovery Channel, I can't really talk about because I don't know. That's down, I'm afraid, you being there, you, you probably can lead more. But what I would bet, what I wouldn't bet against, um, on based on evidence of the last three and a half years, is I wouldn't bet against Tony Khan. He seems to have not only the money, but the persuasive powers to get anything on TV. And um, I wouldn't bet against Tony. Okay, so the segment grace I think for AEW is the fact that I feel like they're going to view AEW like NBA basketball or Braves baseball. I feel like they're going to see it as like a sporting, quote unquote, sporting event. 
and they're trying to cut every single stripping show that TNT produces right now because the new president of TNT is talking about slashing a hundred million dollars out of the budget of this new company. And he's already talked to the uh, stockholders and going like, hey, this year is going to be kind of like a bad year and there, it's going to be a red year because we're going to cut so much money and lose money and in this researcher deal. So I feel like as long as they see AEW as a sport and not a scripted programming, AEW should be a-okay. They may not get the big butterball deal like they were thinking they are going to get underneath the old, old management. It might be a like a different deal in a new era. I like that. I love that. Fresh is why I love you. A big buttable deal. I like that. That's got me thinking of all sorts of things, mate. That's brilliant. That's why sometimes we are magnificent with the UK uh, Deep South you know, um, differences. That's brilliant. Yeah, well put, mate. Um, I, I think Tony Khan's capable of anything. Um, he's even got a football team now back in the Premiership. God help him. Just to come back down, just to be relegated again next year. But hey, we'll maybe do a little football segment at the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, well put, mate. Um, that will be. I tell you what, that will be interesting for to watch, particularly from your end, with with you getting the information on that. I hope that the numbers start going back up because I don't want to lose AEW now. There were times when I did when they first started, but at the moment, I think they have the best wrestling overall. Of a, of a major company um, on TV. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been your Sunny Six Questions for the week. And it's now time for the main event, as Mark Henry would say, as David tries to regain the Churchill Cup from the longest reigning American Churchill Cup champion of all time, myself. It's time for the Winston Churchill Cup. David, you're coming back to the Churchill Cup Challenge at a very interesting moment because you're basically getting a chance to do your WrestleMania picks because this show is basically WrestleMania wash, rinse, and repeat. It certainly is, mate. I, I, I mean, I should watch it, but I, I don't hold out a lot of hope for this card. But hey, you know, let's do it. Um, traditionally, WWE cards are hard for, for me and you to... Um, get a difference in so it'll be interesting to see some of these picks anyway you are the champion you have the honor well i'm going to offer you the same deal you offered me one time i defer you may select the first match well i graciously accept because i'm a fighting defending champion that's what i like about us both mate we both do the same thing okay and i will graciously accept and i am going to go straight to the smackdown women's championship and I'm going to take Charlotte Flair to retain over Ronda Rousey. Ooh, David, I don't see Ronda Rousey saying I quit. Actually, take it back. I don't see either lady saying I quit, so I don't know how they're going to book themselves out of this match. Okay, then I will rephrase. Charlotte Flair wins and retains in some means. I got you. Okay, cool, cool. Well, you know, I'm not going to waste no time. Now, originally, this was going to be a title unification match for the tag team titles, but... It looks like Roman Reigns is a little bit more hurt than what we were seeing before. And there's no, like, WWE single man's title match in this card. So, allow me to pick the bloodline to beat RK Bro and Drew McIntyre. Ooh. I wouldn't have gone there, but yeah, okay. That I wouldn't have had that, but okay. Now, I'm going to go, I'm going to take a risk here, young Sean. I'm going to take Seth Rollins to beat Cody 
only for the means of it sets up a decider at the next pay-per-view. David, I agree with you. I've been debating about this match all week, and I got a feeling that even though they've been pushing Cody like a top-level star, I don't think he can escape WWE 50-50 booking. And and like you said, what better way to get to a third match than have Seth Rollins somehow, some way, cheat to win this match? Yeah, Yeah, I I agree. I just can't. I mean, don't get me wrong. In theory, Cody, if they're going to push him, should beat him. But we both know from AEW, Cody can take a defeat and still be strong. So that's my second choice. Well, I'll go over to the Raw Women's Championship match because apparently it's going to be Bianca Belair versus Sonya Deville again. Yeah. <laughs> and allow me to take Knoxville's very own Bianca Belair yeah. to retain her title. You're allowed that, and I think you're right. So that leaves me three not easy ones to pick, but I'm going to go for Lashley versus Osmosis, um, Omos, and I'm going to pick Bobby Lashley. See, that's uh, interesting as well. Now, correct me if I'm yep. wrong. Did Bobby Lashley win their match at WrestleMania? No. So it was Omos. Okay, because I couldn't remember, and I was thinking, like, Omos to me would be the person I would... Oh, no, sorry, he did. He did, and he's, he's now got MVP in this corner. Sorry, please excuse me, he did. So in theory, that makes my pick a little bit dodgy, but I'm going to go with Lashley anyway. I mean, I would personally pick Lashley over Osmosis, but I got a feeling that WWE, <laughs> with it, having MVP added to Omos, I feel almost might win this match. Yep, that's fair. I mean, it's a 50-50, but I've had a punt, and we'll see. Well, allow me to pick the other kind of like weird match, as Happy Corbin faces Mad Cat Moss, and I'm going to take Mad Cat Moss to win here, because some way, somehow, I feel like they're trying to push this guy. Oh, mate. Now, you've left me AJ Styles versus Edge. I'm going to pick for only one reason and one reason only. I'm going to pick Edge to win this, because he's got his faction behind him, and there'll be some shenanigans. And so I'm picking Edge over AJ Styles. David, I agree with you. I feel like it's too early for Edge to take a loss that he's debuted as new stable, and we may get a third member to the stable at this pay-per-view, which might be an interesting way to have this match in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can just see shenanigans are plenty towards the end of it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the Churchill Cup picks for WrestleMania Rinse, Repeat, and Wash, or better known as Backlash. <laughs> You've seen it once, now see it again. So, David, before we go, do you want to plug what is coming up on Finland Youth Radio this week? Um, yeah, I might in a minute. I mean, I just want to get out there. Ladies and gentlemen, my football team has been relegated going into the World Cup um, this summer. And it has been quite depressing. And um, any any little messages and any thumbs up would, would, be, would be most welcome to a sports fan over here. Um, and also, to be fair, Sean has adopted my football, my local football team. We're going back into the delves of League One and I'd just like to say, Posh, keep your team for next year and then we'll go back into yo-yoing and we'll be back up in the Championship next year where we're a small fish in quite a big league. Um, looking forward to the World Cup, mate. You know, it's not long now. Hope you've got your big boy pants ready for um, a couple of extra podcasts. Well, early spoiler alert for the World Cup, Team USA is going to win that group stage with nine points. <laughs> if they do that, I'm going to do Right, I promise you I'll do the next podcast after it naked. That will be a very solo podcast on your part. 
Anyway, Fenland News Radio. Um, right, as we record, it's a Sunday. The Alternative Music Show, I'm back in the studio tonight. Got an absolute belting show with a full mixture of uh, a full mixture of music, ska, punk, indie metal, whatever you love. I don't, if it's guitar based, I've got it. Then tomorrow morning, Monday morning, moaning matters with duds. Um, my wife is making her radio broadcasting debut. She's coming in the studios. It's a bank holiday Monday over here in the UK. Um, we have one for May Day. Um, make your own jokes, but it is. It's a bank holiday here tomorrow as we record. And uh, my wife is coming into the studio with me. And I also have the promoter and owner of um, a, local, a local professional sports club, Speedway, over here is quite big. Um, and the Peterborough team are the actual champions of the UK at the moment. And so the owner is coming in um, to talk about their upcoming season because the season's just started. And then a week on Tuesday... Um, and then it will give me the prime opportunity to discuss Backlash uh, and the stunning Sean segment, I hope, will be back. The Rock and Roll Wrestling Show will be back. I've got some new themes lined up, some new the- um, some new stuff. And uh, a week on Tuesday, which I believe is the 10th, up the top of my head, we are back 5 till 6 UK time. And it's repeated to a more friendly time for the US, of more of which will be later on. Later, Jimmy. May 10th is correct, ladies and gentlemen, as the Rock and Russian show comes back to Finland Youth Radio. And of course, there's a stunning segment, and it might be my take on WWE Backlash. But you know what? I might be in a joyous mood because next week is my birthday week. So maybe I'll be a nicer, kinder, stunning Chandra to the stunning segment. Oh, wait a minute. What am I talking about? It's me. Now, are you like the Queen here in the UK in that you have an official. This is an official long celebration of your, your your birth of your birthright and the fact you have two two a year because you are such royalty over there in Tennessee. No, it's just one single day, but it's like an international holiday. <laughs> are you off work for it, mate? Yes, I'm off for my birthday, and no, I will not be podcasting with you on my date of birth. That's fine. I wouldn't have expected anything other. You're in. You. You know. You would go and enjoy your 28th birthday, mate. You know. You really deserve it. Flattery will get you nowhere, buddy. Flattery will not get you <laughs> anywhere closer to the Churchill Cup. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Radio Free Professional Wrestling. That was David the Smart Mark. I'm Stunning Sean. Until we see you next week, stay stunning. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.